Cyber Network production. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in on this frigid Friday, the, uh, the final drive of 2022. So welcome in, everybody. Hope everybody, um, tonight is probably more critical than last night. It was scary yesterday because of the rain that we had, and it continued to rain. Younger son, who was uh, on, on their way, they were just touching down in Atlanta, last night called and, and asked if if I could go by and wrap his outdoor faucets. Um and it did get it, it did get cold last night, but nothing like what it's going to be tonight. So again, um even more important than last night. But if you've been outside today, you understand how cold it is for people, pets uh, if you have any plants outside, you know, it's it, it, it was fun while they were around because they're, they're not going to last unless they're those seriously hardy plants. But, uh, but yes, pipes are a big concern this evening. It's going to be down close to 10 degrees for the low tonight. And the wind chill today has been around that all day because we've had, we've had a steady wind of 20-plus miles an hour. Gusts well over that. Some sad news. Sad news from the from from the uh, Cameron household today. Our one of our longest, one of our our oldest uh, and most favorite outdoor decorations uh, is is no longer with us. We had we had a pair of. Uh, it was really cool. Uh, I don't I don't know if they were ceramic. But I found out today they're extremely they were extremely uh, breakable. Uh, Santa boots. They're red. I've, Santa- seen, I've seen these. Yeah, I know, man. I know what you're talking we about. put them on the oh, mailbox, no. and and my wife always puts you know Christmassy uh, decorations oh. in them. It's really cool looking because it looks like Santa's about to to, to jump down. Do we I, not know where to get a replacement, Bill? Uh, we have looked. Oh no. And, uh, oh, no. It's, it's one of those. Retired. It is a vintage. It's one of those vintage. I've seen a couple of things that, that will be close when they're back in stock uh, at, at a couple of places. And they will be about um, roughly 16 times the cost, I believe, of what they were. Because, I mean, it was just a cool thing. It was something nobody else had. It was one of those things where you ride around neighborhoods and you just didn't see a big pair of boots Santa boots on a mailbox. I mean, it was cool. The thing weighed about 25 pounds, and it had rocks in the bottom of it mm. to keep it from wavering any, but the wind last night, it was just too much. When, when I was a kid, we used to have a Santa going up a ladder. Uh-huh. And I don't know what happened to it, but for a while, people would drive into the neighborhood to see it. Oh, yeah. I mean, when, you, when you've got something different that people don't have, I mean, the other things that I had outside, for the most part, are still 
um, functional. Uh, Fro- Frosty's Frosty's got to take a little work. I've got to I've got to uh, sort of Frosty's like Humpty Dumpty. I've got to put him back together, but he's not breakable. Uh, it's sort of like a almost inflatable, but the the lights and everything are all askew, and it my my spiral trees that were in the yard are all laying down. There are a couple of bows that I had on on the uh, on the front porch. Who knows where they are? Somewhere miles away by now. But I mean, hey. Came through it pretty well. I was telling Dan, though, I, I collected this morning when I looked out and saw, I, I first was hoping that the boots were all right until I stepped out and saw that they'd, they'd hit off the uh, concrete and were in the street. It's like, no, no chance. But I collected a pile of limbs just from, we only have, I mean, we've got a couple of big maples in the front yard, pile of, a pile of limbs bigger than your truck just from those trees this morning. And I'm telling you, it was not as cold at 7 o'clock this morning as it was by midday because the wind wasn't blowing quite as hard. But it has, yeah, it's brutal if you're out there in this. And, and I mean, this crazy how large a swath of the nation is just under just terribly cold temperatures. Well, and, and the the speed of the temperature decrease last night too. Oh. The way it, it went from it went from about fifty five to nineteen in just just checking a couple of the sources I use. You know, one one right there on the ground, and then one I can you know look on my phone. But it went from I mean, it, it dropped a, about thirty five forty degrees over the course of two three hours. Yeah, it did last night. You know, between midnight three a.m. or so, and it was. Um, yeah, it, it was it was incredible to and, and the I mean the winds got up to 30, 35 miles we're an hour locally. Though, we're, we're, we're probably fortunate that there was as much wind because all the rain that there had been, if right. there hadn't been a lot of wind, it would have been very dangerous this morning the, to try to drive. The flip side of that though is some places got stronger winds and it knocked oh, power yes. out. Oh yeah, and then I mean some of these some of these thermostats are working electronically, Bill, and you know <laughs> this is not a not an opportune time. To, uh, uh, no, to, to be, no, to be without power. And so I know there are, there are parts of the state uh, dealing with that and other parts of the country dealing with uh, some, some really terrible uh, elements of this, uh, of, of this winter storm, of this, uh, the polar vortex uh, blowing through uh, much of the United States. So, yeah, be safe this, uh, this Christmas weekend and, uh, and be, uh, uh, be aware of the uh, of of the of the changing conditions and uh and do uh, yeah do do what you need to to uh, to stay uh, to stay safe and and keep others safe too. Yes, because uh we the the hard freeze watch is in effect until Sunday morning, mid-morning Christmas day. So it's going to be uh colder tonight and just about the same tomorrow. Doesn't look like, I mean, any precipitation though. So so that's good. So uh just be careful. And, you know, there are going to be plenty of people that are out and about getting those last few items. So, uh, so, so just, yeah, remember all that if you're out and about. And uh, uh, hopefully, you know, I, I, had, I had another thing I had to check. The wife's car is in the garage along with a bunch of plants. My car is outside. So, of course, the air pressure in my tires was not you know, was 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 a little low. That that happens. Just be aware of that, and uh, it's it shouldn't be a big deal, but uh, be aware of that. All right, it is the drive, the final one. We are off next week for our Christmas break, so we'd love for you to join in. We're we're hoping we will uh, be able to talk 
with uh, Coach Sonny Smith at the bottom of this hour. But we love to hear from you. We can uh, we can continue as we'll uh, as, as we'll we'll call on Riley to com- continue to play some uh, Christmas bumper music, and and we can continue getting you know your favorite Christmas. Your favorite Christmas tunes, right? This is again part of our audition to pick the music for all of the all of the different stations. You can't, you can't Network. beat Al Mason. You just I know, can't beat I him. I know. Man. I mean, you I, can't beat him. I'm not sure he's real, but like, uh, but but still, I mean, I, I, I still haven't met him uh, for the for the record. I, I've met him many times. I'm, I worked with him. <laughs> All right. If you guys say so, who was the running? I didn't say so. Who I was, said I've, I've met him many times. Who was the running back? Who was the running back that we didn't think was real for a while because ever because we never saw him in was it was it Tennyson that or, or was no the, the um oh, oh no uh, oh, I thought you were talking like a Ricky no Davis or the, the one, like no that. he oh, that it was actually he, at tra- Auburn? he transferred to UCF no it wasn't it wasn't Tennyson it was it was the one you remember who I'm talking about. It was the, the 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 legend on the practice. The the there have been a few of those, oh, but yeah, I can't, I can't, I know who you're talking about. I can't think. And, of anyways, name. but hey, there there's some. We're gonna keep playing Christmas music though. And we're gonna yeah, pick, we, some, pick we, some good we stuff will. to get you in the holiday spirit. We will. Let's uh, let's let you know. Hour number one of the drive is brought to you by our friends at Kia of Auburn on South College and KiaofAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. They're also the sponsor of our hotline. That is the uh, the number you can join us with your calls. Your thoughts, questions, comments, and the number to get you through is 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840, on the drive text box presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast. You can find the podcast however you listen to podcasts. Just search for The Drive with Bill Cameron on your favorite podcasting platform. Go to ESPNAU.com and use the podcast center or use the award-winning ESPN 1067 app. All of those are great ways to listen to the podcast, and the podcast is presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. You ready? You you ready for us to go to break? Man, you you're the one you're the one that calls oh, the shots. Oh, no, oh no no no, he was I know I think Bill was just having picking some music for when when you're oh, yeah, when yeah, ready to go. Yeah, yeah, I, was, not, I was just doing that. We can because... go to break. We can go to break on. I actually wanted to ask Bill. You saw you saw the tidbit I sent you a little bit earlier today from are we Oh, we got a little white Christmas. Oh, going right. on I like with... yeah, I like some bang. Yeah. yeah. Abs- abs- well, go absolutely. ahead and ask me. Well, I was going to say I, I sent you the note about uh, the uh, the rumor uh, Chris Hummer had regarding Auburn. Oh yeah, yeah. Looking at a well, transfer portal quarterback target, uh, someone that had been rumored earlier in the process. Well, he, he was one of the first guys to go in and, the portal, and, I, and at least one ESPN analyst said on a national platform mm-hmm. he thought he would be an ideal fit for Hugh Freeze and Auburn in uh, Spencer Sanders yeah, from see, Oklahoma Spencer State. Spencer Sanders and Hudson Card as a couple, and and uh, I'm sure that those are those are a couple, and I don't know that those would be the last two. Unless, unless one of them goes ahead and decides, but uh, there is some news we can get. We'll get to here in just a couple of minutes. A couple of Auburn targets from the transfer portal heading elsewhere. We'll get to our first break. Come on in and join us here on the Friday Drive. Continues. 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 The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. 
Welcome back into the drive here on this Friday afternoon. Bill and Dan got Riley at the controls. Love for you to join in on our final show of 2022. So uh, we will be off next week for our Christmas break. So we've got bowl games, playoff games, all kinds of things going on between now and when we come back with you on January the 3rd. Let's see couple of news items of the day I mentioned as we were going to break that a couple of Auburn targets in the transfer portal are headed elsewhere. Ben Scott, the Arizona State Center, and uh, boy, I think the optimism was very high on him um, on signing day that, that Auburn would be able to bring him in. He is headed to Nebraska. So uh, that 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 a little bit of a surprise, uh, and and then we uh, we had talked about Auburn looking to bring in at least another tackle, and we knew that at least I'd heard from the outset that Auburn was not going to pursue Javion Cohen, but they were very interested in Amari Kite, the uh, former four star top one hundred player who was transferring from Alabama. Well, he committed about an hour ago. To Central Florida. So there are a couple of the transfer portal targets. And I wonder now that Auburn has brought in five or six high school, junior college, and a transfer. Well, no, they don't have a transfer on the offensive line, do they? No. No, the Elijah McAllister and Rivaldo Fairweather are the two transfers. So well, they're bringing in a junior college player. Yeah, but not, five not or six transfer, high school yeah. and junior college right, right. players on the offensive line. Now that that's obvious and they've signed, it might be a little more difficult to bring in two or three more offensive linemen. Although one one would think Auburn would still be able to pitch a path to playing time for a left tackle. Like if I there was would, a sure think. if there was a if there was a left tackle with a starting pedigree, someone who had played a lot, ideally either someone from a smaller Power Five school, Dylan or a, Wade, or a group, or a group Tulsa, of the Tulsa left tackle, yes, or a group of five school or an FCS school that would be looking to spend a year playing against SEC competition before getting to jump in and be the or before making the jump to the pros. I think other than starting left tackle, though, you're right. With the with the retentions Auburn has, most likely, I think some of them were, were waiting you know, for, for yeah. official word. But. but with the depth right now, when you look at the roster and you see 13 linemen, 13 offensive linemen, uh, it may be a little more difficult to pitch transfers to come in. What does your depth chart at center look like right now? Tate. Jalil Irvin, Tate Johnson, okay. and then Connor Liu. All right, maybe I mean, Braden Joiner. I, mean, I mean, no, you got a couple scholarship yeah. options, yeah. And, and Tate Johnson has a you know uh-huh. a couple of starts to his name. The season was cut short by injury, but I mean, between you have multiple guards with at least one start, one would think on the uh, on among the among the options, and then a left tackle, no tackles, I mean, no tackles. Yeah. You're, you're hoping Xavier Miller. You know, right now you've got to pencil him in. I would say right now he's your left tackle. That's because a, you have no one with any experience at tackle. He's he's a tackle, certainly. He's a tackle, yeah. and he's been more of a right tackle. Depending on who else you bring in or what else you have on mm-hmm. the roster at the at the you know beginning of fall camp, you're, you're absolutely right. That's a big bet on a junior college player too, which it is. I mean, two years ago Auburn signed the top the top two 
junior college tackles, and it took him a year or two to really get into. And that was COVID as well. I mean, there were any number of things mm-hmm. going on there. And Killian was unusually new to the uh, to the sport for the number one junior college tackle in the uh, in in the country. But still, it's uh, no, it's it's the offensive line is something to watch for. And I would I would also think maybe offensive linemen from teams playing in bowl games are an X factor in this because the transfer portal is expected to grow. The Sam Hartman thing is kind of unusual. He's the Wake Forest quarterback that I guess Dave Clawson has already speculated publicly may well he I guess he's already so Sam Hartman has already made it clear that he's not coming back to Wake Forest. It's a question of is he going to go to the NFL or is he going to play a year somewhere else via the transfer portal. That's an unknown right now. Tonight could be they play tonight. I think it's Wake Forest yeah, in Missouri. It is they, that they uh, that tonight could be his final college football game, or, or he it could, may just be his final Wake Forest game. Right, and he could be a highly sought after. Oh, you're right. Transfer portal quarterback. If Sam Hartman were to enter the mix, uh, there's already a lot of hope from Notre Dame circles. That Sam Hartman, I guess somebody who, you know, he, he was a Notre Dame fan growing up or something, one of those situations. There's a lot of hope, you know, from, from Notre Dame folks that that could be the solution at quarterback for the Irish moving forward. But I think that's a guy that, you know, all, all corners of the college football world would suddenly look at as a, you know, as a potential solution right. at quarterback if he were to jump in. And Spencer Sanders has had the kind of career where, I mean, oh, he threw for well over 3,000 yards, um, 30-something touchdowns. He's thrown, um, he's thrown around 50 touchdowns and, and uh, 20-something interceptions in his career. And, and I just I highlighted uh, Sam Hartman because that's kind of a high-profile story. Uh, tonight. Dave Clawson, you can imagine kind of unhappy about the idea that there's been tampering with his starting quarterback. That's the one thing I wish there were a way that that could be controlled a little bit. But I don't see how. I mean, I, there are too many people who know people that aren't necessarily in inside athletic departments that can, you know, that, that have relationships, can are friends with and, and can contact. And, and, these, and these, the players themselves are friends with players at different schools. And they know what's going on there. And they can find out you know, uh, the kind of interest that there would be. So uh, that that is the one thing that just it feels like uh, that this shouldn't be done. You shouldn't be able to be, you know, messing with players who were currently on somebody else's roster. Right. And, and Dave Clawson said something like, um, I want to I want to see if I, I don't want to get the uh, I don't want to get the quote wrong, but it's something along the lines of there are no rules anymore. Regarding these sorts of things, uh, you know what what is the, the lines of tampering have been so blurred. But but Sam Hartman's one example of a player who may be making the decision after the bowl game to move on. And I wonder if there could be offensive linemen in that situation too. A lot of Group of Five schools are going to be playing their bowl games between now and mm-hmm. and two weeks from now. Portal will still be open for a lot of those guys to move on. I just have to imagine that for Hugh Freeze and the fresh start at Auburn. There's somebody in the you know there, there's somebody with starting experience at tackle, be it at the group of five level, power five level, somewhere that's going to see 
a a, oh, a path. But you know, but they, those but those guys are extremely. I mean, they're in high high demand. Absolutely. Like, like so, it didn't take long for the two guys today. Of course, Ben Scott's a center, um, but but the two that you know that Auburn's interested in right now. I mentioned Dylan Wade, who was the left tackle at Tulsa, and um, he appears to be. You know, down to Auburn and Southern Cal. Right, and Philip Montgomery was his head coach right. at Tulsa. There's the hope that maybe uh, that that connection is going to keep uh, is going to keep the uh, is going to keep Dylan Wade on this side of the country. Uh, yeah, it it it, rem- it remains to be seen. And also, you know, I wonder if was it Marcus Bragg that Auburn signed very late last year on the yes on the on the defensive mm-hmm. line you know you wonder if it gets to a point where auburn starts looking at offensive linemen where maybe auburn would be one of the only ways they're getting into the sec or you know auburn's going to have that and and that's a somewhat reductive way to look at it but it but maybe maybe auburn would have to take a chance on somebody at tackle that isn't i mean it, to to you know to add some veteran presence to it i would imagine that's that's something for the next that's something for the next transfer window and not this transfer window. Right now, Auburn's looking for top targets. But it's something to consider is that Auburn may have to, uh, you know, they, they may have to expand their idea of what kind of offensive linemen they're looking at. Right now, they're looking for tackles who have started games, preferably at a, at a high level. Uh, we'll, we'll see if, you know, we'll, we'll see how many guys fit that description or available uh, if Auburn can't land one of these guys in the next couple of days. And then the the other uh, is Walter Rouse, the the Stanford left tackle, who is original. I mean, he's he's from the Baltimore area, from the D.C. area, uh, and went to Stanford. And Auburn was the first school that he visited. Now um, we'll we'll have to wait and see. But I mean, it would be it would be great if Auburn could land, you know, one of those guys. Um, I'm sure there'll be some others. Walter Rouse is a guy who's been um, four-year starter at Stanford. Yeah, and I, he's been an all-conference guy. Yeah. Uh, you see what his major was? Bio, bio, uh, biomechanical engineering. Oh wow! We'll see him. We'll see him at Ramsey. We can see him around. Yeah, we yeah. can see him around around campus. Give us, and, and that's yeah. uh, part of an offensive lineman exodus at Stanford too. I believe they've lost either five. He's number five or he's number six offensive linemen that have jumped into the portal. Uh, since the season ended uh, for uh, for, Stan- for Stanford, of course uh, they had uh, their their coach retired, uh, uh, Co- Coach Shaw David, Shaw, David Shaw, and now Troy Taylor is the uh, is is the new head coach there. But that, no, that would be a huge addition for uh, anyone. There, there was yeah, he's was a, a guy. You, it's he's, like plug right in, and you you project him to start at your at your left tackle spot. I know there was a thought that he may be looking at the NFL too because he's just got one year of eligibility left, and he's already mm-hmm. played a lot of college football. So there's also that sort of weighing into his decision. Uh, but no, he's he's an immediate starter, presumably wherever he goes at left tackle. Yeah. So keep an eye on on those guys. And again, those players can can announce it any time. They don't have to sign. They can sign. Um, financial papers. As a matter of fact, uh, I I believe at least one of the uh, one of the players that that we've talked about here in the last couple of days committing to another place 
sign financial papers with Auburn, but they can do it with multiple schools. There's nothing that locks you down until you start classes. So committing anywhere doesn't really mean anything for the transfers until they enroll and begin classes. I know we're coming up on our bottom of the hour break. Love for you to join in. Anything on your mind sports-wise, if you uh, want to suggest some Christmas music, with the Velvet Fog, Bill. Yep. And, you know, he wrote one that we'll get to oh, in a little while. He, by That's more great. popular by someone else. But, uh, yeah, yeah, a little Mel Torme as we go to our bottom of the hour break. Come on, it's lovely when the boroughs lay right together with you. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, let's go. Let's look at the show. We're riding the wonderland of snow. Time to churn up some more yardage on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive. 26 minutes away from 5 o'clock here on this Friday afternoon. Again, the the final show, not just of the week, but uh, of, of the year here on The Drive as uh, we're getting next week off. And then, then it will be the new year. We'll be back on January the 3rd. So, you know, we can... Uh, we'd love to get your thoughts on any of the action between now and then. Um, Dan... Do you have a do you have a feeling that either of the playoff games could be interesting? Yeah, you know, I, I think they both could. I, I have um, I have doubts about TCU's ability to hang mm-hmm. with Michigan at the line of scrimmage. I just wonder if that Michigan sort of wave eventually is is too much for them. Michigan runs the ball. Really, really well. Uh, the Michigan Boy, defense. They, do. they really, really do run it. The, the defense is, you know, going to be, I think, a, probably a little bit better than even the best defenses that TCU saw in the Big 12 this year. So uh, TCU is a great story. They're considering, I was thinking about this the other day, considering the, the playoff era and considering where we probably viewed TCU going into the season. They're the most unlikely playoff team we've seen in the era. Like, have we have we seen a like TCU came like they were as long a shot to make the playoffs mm-hmm. going into the season as anyone who's ever made the playoff. Like, maybe that Michigan State team kind of came from out of nowhere, and you know things didn't really go great for them in the playoff. But for the but, most but part, they we, they had been a team that had won ten or eleven within a year or so before that. And last year's Cincinnati team was a group of five team that made the playoff, but they they were in the top twenty five. They were a team people thought highly of going into the year. This TCU team is the closest thing to like a Cinderella we've had in the college football playoff. I just don't know if it's going to work against Michigan. Ohio State's a total wild card. Yeah, like I agree. I they're, mean. They're, they are talented enough to make that a a very interesting ball game. But Georgia's talented enough to to they make are. it irrelevant. Georgia you know? Georgia could come out, take control, and just blow them out. Absolutely. I mean that that's that's the one to me where I mean the two or three weeks before the Michigan Ohio State game, I thought that Georgia Ohio State was going to be the national championship game, and I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be a really compelling national championship game. 
Ohio State did not play well in the second half against Michigan. I don't know if that changes everything about the Georgia Ohio State game. I think Ohio State would, uh, would, would, especially if they can get something going through the air. You know, if they can, if they can put a little bit of pressure on Georgia. Uh, through uh, the the passing attack that Ohio State had, that was a very, very I mean, C.J. Stroud. A lot of people think is the best quarterback of all of them in college football right now. So, I, you know, I I'm 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 reluctant to pick against Georgia because it hasn't gone great well, the last he's... couple of years. But I I can I could see a path to where Ohio State could make this a really compelling game. C.J. Stroud probably. Uh, I mean, I don't think there's any question the highest ceiling of any of the quarterbacks in the playoffs. Sure, you'd rather have Bryce if you were if you were an NFL team Probably. starting. Yeah. Size concerns about Bryce, or do you that still is, think that is have... the concern with uh, with Bryce size and you know will will he hold up physically? There's no telling because anymore. There's no it's... question he can make every throw, and he is he's he's as good at putting a ball in a small window as as you're going to find. Right. I mean, I I look at him and I assume that. The good's going to outweigh the bad at the NFL level, and he'll find but a way to make some, it work. There'll be some people that go, you know, he just doesn't fit in that mold that they're looking for. Right. And Although the, the mold has gotten smaller over the last few years. Well, and, and that's, you know, 24 teams passed on Aaron Rodgers, right? And then and then the Packers were able right. to get him where they got him. So it's like sometimes because he you know, needed to be a little bit taller or, or the arm was, you know, what, whatever concerns there was about that. So, I mean... And he ran a little too much. Yeah, he ran, ran a little bit. Yeah, whatever whatever it was. So, I mean, uh, it's... Uh, some Sometimes that doesn't... Like, I, I could see why teams would worry and I could see how it could not pan out, but I would I would look at Bryce Young and think, ooh, the, the, the good mostly outweighs the bad there. Surprised that Bryce and Will Anderson are playing in the bowl game? A little, um, but I'm more surprised that that there apparently are no players who opted out for Alabama. Yeah, I'm not as surprised. Just following, you know, along and and just sort of understanding the mindset of Bryce Young and Will Anderson. They're team guys. I mean, they really are team guys. And you know, Will Anderson said. You know, what kind of example would I be setting after I tell everybody, you know, play every single game, every single snap? So, I mean, I can see that. But I'm surprised that there's not somebody on on that team that is that has just decided, no, nah, that's okay. I don't need to play here in, in this, quote, meaningless, unquote, bowl game. Yeah, and I'm, I'm way more like carrot than stick on participation in the bowl games, right? Like, I, I think it's commendable for NFL draft eligible players to decide to play in the bowl game. I have no problem with guys opting out because they know their college football careers are done and they want to protect themselves from potential injury or they, well especially they, when it's non playoff game. Yeah. Like I, I think I got a little more of a problem when it's when it's a playoff. And when even you've got a chance when you're playing for a national championship. Well the the, the Ohio State receiver, right, is in Jimmy, uh yeah. Yeah, in, in Jimmy's a sort of um he's now, now there's also an injury. I know. It's not know. it's not totally, but the, right. that's a that's a situation where the, the Ohio State doctors say he's cleared mm-hmm. or the Ohio State says he's cleared and, and, and he's he's not gonna play any, anyways. But no, but I but I do think it's commendable that uh, especially guys with a high draft ceiling, or or, or or someone who, you know, could be looked at with, you know, with with a lot of draft capital going in, uh, decides to play in the bowl game when, uh, yeah, there's 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 certainly something at risk. You could argue Matt Corral last year hurt his draft stock by by participating in the bowl game and getting hurt 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't, I don't know. You, you never know with these things because no. we've seen teams overlook or decide the risk is worth it with injury. And we, we've seen other situations where the injury seemingly really hurt a guy. You don't know how he would have been drafted without it, but you, you can assume. But Matt Corral, somebody who yeah, got hurt in the bowl game, and um, we'll see what kind of pro career he has, but maybe it uh, derailed at least the start of what appeared to be a really promising uh, NFL career as a quarterback. 334-321-1390. Love for you to, uh, uh, to join us here on the, the final show of the year. Anything on your mind sports-wise, your thoughts on any of the upcoming bowl games or the playoff games, Auburn basketball after that impressive win on Wednesday night. Um, let's see. A full, full slate of... Uh, full slate of SEC basketball games on Wednesday, I believe, is how it works. With yeah, the se- I mean, the season moving up. You know, we talked about how football season seems to get started earlier. You know, the college um, for the SEC, it sure didn't start before January. You look around, though, I mean, there are other conferences that are playing, you know, all kinds of games. I mean, you're looking, the Pac-12's already played two or three conference games. You're seeing conference games starting earlier across the country. Yeah, nice-looking uh, nice looking slate of Five conference games that Wednesday night, including Auburn and uh, and Florida. You've got Tennessee, Ole Miss. That's actually going to be going on during our uh, during our show. Or no, well it would have been, but we don't have a show on the twenty. Going on, yeah, it'll be going on when we normally they would moved have been doing. They it. They moved it to four p.m. when they found out there wasn't a right. drive that day. Tennessee goes to Oxford and plays uh, plays Ole Miss. Kentucky is in Columbia, Missouri, against the eleven and one Missouri Tigers. Alabama at Mississippi State. Both of those teams are in the top twenty-five. Mississippi State. Uh, you know th- those teams and and the the. the Missouri, uh, Mississippi State, these teams just lost recently. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's not been a great week for the SEC. The last week or so has not been, not been great for the, the overall Southeastern but you Conference. Got, but you but, got but some, yeah, some fun games. Some teams with some really good records going into their final mm-hmm. one. How about this is the last one? Arkansas at LSU. Two 11-1 Arkansas teams. now without two yeah. really, really big pieces with Nick Smith out indefinitely. Uh, the latest injury for Arkansas and LSU's got some pretty good players. LSU I feel like we, you know they've, they've yes, changed they a lot. Do. A lot of things have changed. Uh, some things are the same. KJ Williams is the uh, is the Murray State transfer. He was Conference Player of the Year uh, back in Murray State. I want to mm-hmm. say he finished. Uh, I think that's that's Jani Broom's league where it was. It was like Jani Broom was also on that on that list for the short list of Conference Player of the Year. Uh, KJ Williams beat him out. Followed his coach to LSU. He's averaging twenty points a game for the uh, for the Tigers, and they are uh, yeah they're they're eleven and one, and uh, you know ready to ready to throw some punches in conference play. Yeah, so uh, conference basketball just around the corner. Um, I, I've got I've got something else I wanted to you know that as as we're sort of all over the place here and and talking, we're we're getting you to talk about Christmas music if you like Christmas music. I heard some conversations, had, had a couple of conversations with folks, and then heard a couple of others. And this one is, it, it is so wide-ranging. What is, what is your go-to Christmas food? Ooh. You know, I mean, because a lot, for a lot of people, the traditional is like, it's sort of a reprise of Thanksgiving. It's turkey and dre, it's like, that's never really been the case with us. Um, we've been, we have been, when when the when the boys were younger, it would be steaks. 
it would you know i i cook some steaks there and we we'd usually have that we'd end up going to a movie things like that but it sort of changed a little bit and we've got a different plan for this year because well we um the wife looked at the weather and went i need to do something warmer than that so so she's gonna she's gonna uh, do a it's like a, a, a sort of a, a taco soup okay kind of thing and it'll be because because they won't be there it won't be like everybody's there all day long I, I don't know how I don't know how traditional you know I, well, I mean so people, it doesn't have people, to be traditional but people, I mean is there something that you usually do or is there is there a food that you usually have on Christmas yeah you know I I think of like I, you know I guess I guess with my family it was always sort of beef on it was beef on Christmas Eve and then poultry on Christmas Day. Oh, okay. And what that what that could mean, you know, could change, you know, if it's prime rib or if it's steaks right. or if it's if it's something else, but it was usually yeah, red red meat would be the Christmas Eve protein and then poultry would be the Christmas Day dinner and whether that's Interesting. you know a, a turkey or a goose or something uh-huh. for 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 the the big Christmas Day dinner, but that was sort of how the variation would go. And so I always think of like and I, I even find myself you know, when I wasn't celebrating Christmas with my family, I'd be like, "All right, well, how am I gonna? All right, I'm gonna do steak because it's Christmas Eve. You know, I gotta find a way to go get a steak uh-huh. somewhere." Yeah, I mean, and you get Christmas that in Day, you, and it's like, be, "Okay, oh, we're tur- supposed to do this." Whether it's a turkey sub or something. One day, so and and that I guess I took that to the extreme where, when I was in Los Angeles, there was a there was a Christmas where I had to work the day after Christmas. And so I, I didn't do any traveling that year, and I'd, I'd seen my family earlier in the year. So, I, but I on Christmas Day I had to find something to eat, and nothing. Nothing. A picture. A picture of the Christmas vacation. That's nothing. When you, when you said goose. So <laughs> I'm in. So I'm in. It's a bit dry. No, I'm, not Christmas vacation. I mean uh, the Christmas story. That's right. Uh, Christmas story. The Christmas story I'm, with Darren McGavin and family. With I, I was. I was able to have. You know. So so Christmas Eve, I was able to to gather with friends and we had steak and I was able to honor the tradition that way. But then Christmas Day rolls around and I hadn't done a lot of grocery shopping and it's Christmas Day and I. I'm, I'm scrambling to think, well, how am I going to do poultry? And finally I find, uh, in, in, and this is, I'm living in western Los Angeles, and near the UCLA campus there is a, uh, there is a Korean barbecue hut. It is not, it is not a, it's, it's a, it's a, they've got a countertop, uh, and it's, it's delicious, and it's called Gushi, and I'd never tried it before, and I was able to get like chicken teriyaki that day oh, for, for Christmas dinner. So I was able to honor the, Man, the steak, steak Christmas Eve, Poultry Christmas Day and, and, sort of tradition, and since and since we're not here through New Year's, that sort of reminds me of some of the crazy things we've done through the years when we've been at like bowl games on New Year's, and you're looking for you're looking for greens. I mean, when you're in some places, it's like it's not easy to find, man. If there's not a grocery store or something open, you go into some of the restaurants in some of the places where we've been for bowl games, and they'll look at you like, "What are you talking about?" I you know. I try. You mentioned greens. I I, I didn't uh, I didn't provide too many reviews of my time in Nashville, but we I finally tried Hattie B's with the team the uh, the, mm-hmm. the hot chicken place. Chicken's fine. Yeah, well, you know I'm you know live in Auburn. Yeah, I get a lot of right. chicken tenders and stuff. The greens were excellent. They they had they had the side of uh, they do you know a couple couple different sort of old school sides mm-hmm. and uh, and they were yeah just just a, a sensational setting. You, you mentioned that and I was like ooh I. I just I just had some great greens this week up in uh, up in Nashville. I hate to delay the break and delay the callers, but since you asked, lasagna on Christmas Eve. There you go. Okay. Breakfast casserole on Christmas morning. We will do the breakfast thanks- casserole and Thanksgiving like food uh, for dinner. 
Okay. Lunch and dinner. Oh, but- I, and see, that, and that's and that's what a lot of people do. That and we always had the breakfast casserole, but with now nobody in the house except just my wife and I. We don't. For we two. don't do the. Yeah, we don't do the breakfast casserole. Well, at least I don't. I don't think we're doing the breakfast casserole. But uh, but yeah. So uh, always fun. We'd love to hear from you. We'll get to the phones. Stick with us here on the Friday Drive. Now, more of The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in. Final segment of hour number one here on the Friday Drive with Bill and Dan. Riley at the controls, and let's get to the Kia of Auburn hotline. And Keith. Hey, Keith. Hey, uh, yeah, enjoy listening to y'all. I'm just riding a day out and uh, waiting on all this good company to come in for the new year. And the uh, way, way we've done it for the last 37 years, uh, uh, have a lot of people coming in from Louisiana and I'll, they'll throw a Cajun recipe at me, and I'll throw a Southern recipe at them. I was going <laughs> to say that that I mean, there's there's some serious food involved with that with that kind of crowd. Yes, it is, and uh, yeah, I was glad that y'all brought up the uh, meddling thing because I started to call in and ask uh, the other day if anybody had been reprimanded for that because if if they haven't, you know, there's really no no there is no control because as much money and stuff is being put out there and. People changing teams. I mean, it, it is happening. <laughs> oh, and it, but it's almost impossible to control because, like I said, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be from somebody uh, that that is in the athletic department. And you know, there, there are people who know people who can get in touch with players and let them know that, oh, hey, this school would be really interested. So interested, you could make this much money if you considered coming here. I mean, I'm, I'm of I'm of two thoughts on this. I mean, I think on on one hand, I I do think that you you probably need to be enforcing anti tampering rules against the people who, if anyone who shouldn't be contacting players is contacting players and they get found out or they get caught like that, you know, that mm-hmm. they need they need to be dealing with that. I also wonder if this is just going to be when you when you give immediate eligibility to players and allow them to be immediately eligible upon transferring at their new school if there's almost if it's going to be very difficult to curtail tampering in that situation. I think it was Dabo Swinney earlier this week who suggested that uh if you really want to cut down on this sort of tampering one of the things you need to look at is only allowing players to the, the system there was that existed previously, where players have to sit out a year if they transfer as undergraduates uh, to a to a different Division One school. Graduates can transfer immediately after getting their degree, but undergraduates would have to sit out a year uh, if 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 you're truly worried about the amount of tampering going on with with first and second year players. Yeah, there or or and put in some kind of a NIL limitation or you know a first year cap or something like that, and you know it'll uh, that would cut it down a little bit. But I have another thing that I've thought about over the years, and uh, since y'all have a little time on your hands, uh, y'all could probably uh, throw some thought on it. Uh, 
what, what do you think there's any parallels to um, the Gene Chizik era and the uh, Coach O era in, in Louisiana? Uh, I mean, how do you screw that up? That's almost like California and the NFL screwing up what they got. Well, they both, I mean, you know, they, they both had a, you know, maybe the greatest quarterback in the history of their schools, and they won the Heisman Trophy with that guy leading the way. And then after that offense left town, they both struggled to sort of recreate anything approximating it. So I think in some ways, like, yeah. there is there is sort of that rise and fall that was largely, I think Terry uh, made made that point while Ed Orgeron was mm-hmm. was the coach. I'll give Terry credit for that one. Is is that? Uh, but no, I mean, as far as the off the field stuff, yeah, I mean, maybe some of that came along with not being able to put up the results that were being expected. You know, especially after winning the national championship. But, but yeah, I see the Burrow and Cam Newton sort of comparison uh, there as well. Appreciate the call, Keith. We need to step aside for our top of the hour break here on the Friday Drive. Yuletide carols being sung by choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows A turkey and some mistletoe Help to make the season bright Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow We'll find it hard to sleep tonight They know that Santa's on his way He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh And every mother's child From Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome into hour number two, final hour of the uh, final show of 2022 here on The Drive. Uh, Bill, Dan, Riley at the controls. Yes, next week we're off our Christmas break. Next week we will be back on January 3rd. So, hey, we'd love to talk to you here in this next 55 minutes or so as uh, we wind things down for this year. been you know, I guess we could sort of look back. It, it's it's been a pretty pretty uh, wild ride this year. Who would have thought, Dan, a year ago, we'd be where we are with Auburn football right now? I mean, Auburn basketball. Um, you know, y- you sort of know what you have. Um, but Auburn football yeah. a year ago, it was like the okay, we're just waiting, we're just watching, we're going to see what happens. You know, because it, it was an okay early signing period. And, and we were thinking, all right, now this staff will get to know the coaches better, high school coaches better, and we'll see. And then, of course, we came up on February, and there were no new additions to the roster. See, but I, but I think a lot of the things that doomed this team 
this season happened in November and December of last year, right? You think about the exodus of players following the season, including Bo Nix deciding to go play elsewhere. Um, Auburn was able to land a couple of players in the early signing period, but one of the things we were talking about, Bill, was like I, I understood Brian Harson's process to the point where, yes, you're going to have players leaving. Yeah. But but where were the incoming well, players? that's right? the thing. I mean, we, were still... thinking, we were thinking, well, for, for sure, surely they'll add more in the second signing period, which they did not. And Auburn... There was a zero, a zero in February, and uh, that was also the time of the year when there was the, you know, uh, the questions about... Um, you know Brian Harson and is is he going to remain his coach? And and there is there is sort of the the Calzada factor, which is sort of, you know the one the one um, you know lifeline I'll throw in the situation is that you know maybe Brian Harson found the quarterback that could run his system and would have been able to you know bridge the gap to whatever he wanted Auburn football to be. And Zach Calzada you know was never healthy enough to perform. This year, and so it didn't happen. Where is Zach Calzada going to wind up? He's he's in the portal, right? Oh, that's what I, I said. Where I is he imagine going to wind he'll up? be enrolled in Auburn if he doesn't have, pick a school in the next couple of weeks. I don't, yeah, I don't I know. Like I don't, I don't know how these things work. So that's uh, a Gee, no, Auburn may so 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 Auburn may have a couple of guys who were competing for the job last year, but won't be in the picture. But could still be in school. Well, one would this January. Although you know, I don't know how that works as far as if a player, if a player goes into the portal. I don't think you have to retain their scholarship. Right. I, I would wonder if 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 uh, the you know the coaching staff or or anything like that, and especially if Auburn were to land a quarterback in the next couple of weeks, then you're talking about four scholarship quarterbacks with Holden, Robbie, Hank Brown, mm-hmm. and whoever the incoming player would be. So no, I, I don't think uh, uh, not. I, I, w- I would imagine Zach Calzada is going to pick a school and go enroll there between now and the uh, and, and the think, start of yeah, the spring you, semester. You think he'd like to get something done here before before the first of the year, if possible? All right, uh, let's go ahead and take care of some business before we get to the phones. Hour number two of the drive, brought to you by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care, with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at Ortho Clinic. Dot com And we'll get to the Kia of Auburn hotline momentarily. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. And the number to get you through is 334-321-1390. You can also sponsor, you can also uh, text the show, 334-564-1840 on the drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast, which you can find however you listen to podcasts. You can search for The Drive with Bill Cameron on your favorite podcasting platform. You can go to ESPNAU.com, or you can use the award-winning ESPN 106.7 app. Podcast of The Drive presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. And let's get to the IKEA of Auburn hotline. Inspector is up first this hour. Hey, Inspector. How you doing, Inspector? Hey, I'm doing fine. How you guys? Uh, waiting for the Santa Claus, ain't you? Always, yes, right. ab- yes, absolutely. I got a I mean, pretty solid close, counting it down. I got a solid lump of coal uh, streak uh, going <laughs> that, that I that I think I'll be able to keep alive this year, Specter. Yeah, I know you deserve it. Uh, listen, uh, it's been a week since I talked to you guys. I told you I'd call back after the signing the signing day or whatever it was Wednesday. Uh huh. So tell me how many fives we got? Uh, zero. Absolutely. Uh, well, well, you guys think I heard you say something earlier. I, I caught a few minutes of the first hour where you were saying 
about some uh, transfer that went decided to go from Alabama decided to go to UCF. Yeah, that was a bit of a surprise that um, that Amari Kite. Uh, who's um, you know an Alabama kid, uh, and him signed with Alabama didn't play that much with them. Uh, is headed to Central Florida. I, I think I think part of it may have to do with the fact that Auburn picked up six offensive linemen on Wednesday. Yeah, I would watch on the offensive line front. There's a uh, there's someone who used to play for Auburn's new offensive coordinator, Philip Montgomery at Tulsa. Uh, Dylan, Dylan Wade. Dylan Wade. He's deciding between Auburn and uh, and and Southern Cal right now, and and that's somebody who you know, a lot of folks view as a as as a a starter at wherever he goes at tackle. And right now, that would appear to be. You know, I think quarterbacks, you know, depending on, you know, we don't know how it's viewed internally. I don't think quarterback and offensive tackle are priorities right now for Auburn in the transfer portal. Maybe offensive tackle. I still think uh, defensive line linebackers. I think for sure, sure. Auburn needs some linebackers. Well, what do you say, Bill? That uh, sort of a surprise. Wouldn't that be more of a concern? Well, that we lose an Alabama native to UCF. Uh, a bit, but I mean, he's he's a guy that it's it's more potential. He's not as much proven. Uh, and like I said, I I like the guys Auburn added. I mean, they got five or six offensive linemen, which is the most they've signed in a class, I believe, since 2015. So so I mean, that's one thing when you're trying to convince, especially somebody who isn't a surefire starter to come in, a guy that that might think, well, I'm going to have to go in and compete. I think at uh, Central Florida right now, he's got an opportunity to step right in and start. Well, I'd see that kind of uh, a different way. I I think Auburn's O-line is completely wide open. I think if you were a a transfer out there that was wanting to come somewhere to to maybe get a a start, Auburn would be the place to come. Yeah, well, I mean, but more for someone, I think, who is a proven starter. Uh, When it's someone who hasn't been a starter – then um, I think I think the guys that are much more confident about it would be the guys that are you know they know their starters and they know they're going in to start somewhere, especially internally. I think that it, on the you know if you're if you're playing guard or center, um, unless you have a track record as a starter, uh, you you could you could very well be looking at uh, you know coming in to be depth behind a couple of the guards Auburn. Already has. I mean, I think that would be tackles a little bit different. Kite's a tackle, though. Now, yeah, kite, I mean, kite, kite would be somebody that that would be, uh, you know, you, you would think he, he's near the top of the depth chart at Auburn as well. Uh, but no, he, he did decided to go to UCF. Yeah, you know, these recruiters they're going to have to be on their game because when you're talking to an offensive lineman, you're going to have to say, well, you may be out the guy that's there now, or you may be the guy that, that's going to start. But you know, we got to have depth. And if, and if you end up on the second string, so, you know, that's not a bad thing because in the course of a year, somebody will probably get hurt or something like that. And you, and you got to be ready to step in. And, uh, I can see the, I can see somebody wanting to transfer out and, or having thoughts about coming in if, if you were going to be three or four deep. But I can't, I can't understand why we ain't, we're not getting a, enough recruits coming in here from the transfer portal to, to take over that offensive line and also the defensive line. Well, they, they've got a, a defensive end who's probably going to be starting that's transferring in from Vandy uh, and Elijah McAllister. 
Um, and I'm, there just aren't that many defensive linemen that have gone in the portal. There are a lot more offensive linemen in the portal and more interior guys than tackles. That's why, again, that Dylan Wade, who Dan mentioned, it's going to be really interesting to watch. And then Walter Rouse, who is a uh, tackle from Stanford that visited here. Uh, everybody in the country is after those guys, and, and it would be huge if Auburn gets them. There's no guarantees that they are, but they're at least in the picture. So when is this class of 23, when is it over with? Uh, well, it's really not over with until, um, I guess, until the summer semester or until the fall semester starts because you've got the transfer players, they don't have to sign. All they, The only thing they can do is sign financial agreements, but that doesn't bind them to a school. They're not bound to a school until they enroll and start classes. Most of these guys want to start classes uh, in the spring term. And for Auburn, that's January the 11th. I believe January the 18th is the last day that that uh, someone can enroll and start classes. So you've got till the middle of January for the uh, for the transfers. As far as high school and junior college players, um, they have to either sign by today or then sign in the signing period, which starts February 1st. Now, one of the things that's significant, Spectre, about the transfer portal or the, uh, the, the transfer portal windows that we have now is that uh, I believe that if, a, if an undergraduate, th- there's, the, there's the transfer portal window we're going to have, is it 15 days uh, that, that we're going to have in the spring? May 1st to 15th. Yeah, right, May, May 1st to May 15th. After that undergraduates can't transfer with immediate eligibility no unless they were in the portal right they have to so so it's uh, you know throughout you know really until the end of may coaches are going to be looking at the Mm -hmm. possibility of adding talent to their roster especially through that second transfer portal window so yeah no we we could be up for uh, you know it's going to be a process over a couple of months as far as uh, gaining and losing players it's so uh, much different uh, than it used to be when it was like you know, you, 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 you sort of knew who was there. A few players might leave and then there would be the two signing periods. Now you've got the transfers that, um, hopefully are in by January, but if they're not in by January, most of them want to be in by the first of summer, but some of them still aren't wrapping up things till the start of the fall. Depending how Auburn views the junior college offensive tackle that they just signed, I mean, Auburn could be looking for two tackles in, I would think two, they probably two, still are. two starting tackles in the transfer mm-hmm. portal right now. Hey, yeah. Uh, well, jump tracks a minute. All those all those callers that called in about Lane Tiffin. Uh, I bet they're singing a different tune right now with what with what he's what's going on and with the with this. This is statistically the worst class that Lane Kiffin's ever had uh, as as a Power Five coach. His years at Southern Cal and his years at Ole Miss. He's never had a class rated this low. Now there's a book. Now he's he's you know he's he calls himself the portal. King, yeah, but he was a this... top twenty recruiting class right. last year along with the portal. You can't. I mean, uh, uh, if you're not a top fifty class, there aren't enough players in the portal right now for him to you know for for him to have the total quality input that he did I, last I, year. How about this? I'll raise the theory. Maybe the uncertainty around Lane Kiffin all season long. Uh, didn't really help the recruiting all that much, you yeah, know, when, when kids right. were, when kids were deciding where they wanted to play this year. Exactly. Uh, what would happen? What would? What do you think would have happened if we would have hired him? Do you think it would have been worse than what it is right now at Ole Miss? Uh, not worse than what it is at Ole Miss. It would have been. Well, well maybe, that's hard to say. Maybe. Well, it that, probably would have been worse than what it is at Auburn right now. Yeah, uh, you know, it's hard to say. 
yeah, it's it's hard to say what happens in the in the reality where you know where Auburn yeah. hires. Lane's Ole Miss. not a guy that that uh, works as hard on the road recruiting as as Hugh Freeze. Hugh, Hugh Freeze has a has a stronger reputation as a high school recruiter than than Lane Kiffin does. So one can wonder. I mean, look, I thought that the state of Auburn's roster was one of the things that would maybe uh, scare off someone like Lane Kiffin who had things rolling at Ole Miss because of the amount of work that it was going to take to build Auburn back into you know the different places where He's you had need, a lot you of need, players leave there though now. You need yeah, but but that's yeah it's it's happening everywhere now. Yeah. I bet Terry's feeling pretty good right now. Yeah. So I will say I will say this about Terry though. Well, you know, say for if you freeze didn't make it, if you freeze wasn't as good as everybody thought he was gonna be. Terry's got a lot to explain. Well, we, we will we will see how things go. No question about it. People will want explanations from a lot of folks, oh, yeah. and I think Terry will be he'll be high on our list. But there are going to be a lot of people that have to explain themselves <laughs> if this thing if this thing yeah. sours. Ribbon him, I know how he feels. Uh, I, I, I was I was on. I, I liked Hugh Freeze. I tell you what, I did like him at one at one time or another. But for some reason, that just didn't sit right with me. But that's that's another day. Well, I want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and I will see you next year. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Absolutely, Spectre, and and to you. We'll get to our first break here of hour number two. Love for you to join in. Give us, uh, you know, your favorite uh, Christmas foods. We've got some Christmas music as we continue. Get back to The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in. Friday edition of the drive, holiday edition of the show. As we, uh, as we, uh, we'll, we'll be off all week long. Hoping all of you have a a, a safe uh, Christmas weekend and a and a happy New Year as well. We'll be back on Tuesday, the third of January. Thank you, Riley. And we will, uh, we'll of course have all the sports news for you at that point. Auburn will have played a conference game. In men's basketball, between now and then, Auburn and Florida, one of several SEC games uh, slated for Wednesday, December twenty eighth. Uh, we'll have some. What are the uh, the playoff games are on the on New Year's Eve? So we'll have we'll have both. Yeah, we'll, we'll have both playoff games for you, and we'll have them for you here on uh, on ESPN one hundred six seven. I'm told. So I'll uh, I'll, I'll read the, uh, the the copy that that's been uh, that's been handed to me. We will have. Both the uh, Peach Bowl and the uh, Fiesta Bowl uh, on New Year's Eve right here on ESPN 106.7. So you can listen to ESPN Radio's coverage of both of the college football playoff games uh, right here on ESPN 106.7. However, you listen to ESPN uh, 106.7 programming. 
Dan, you mentioned the uh, slate of SEC games coming on Wednesday. Right. Um, Tennessee and Ole Miss, Florida and Auburn from Neville Arena, Kentucky and Missouri. Right. Uh, Georgia is not quite in SEC play yet. They're taking on Ryder. You know where that is? I know where Ryder is. Yeah. All right. Alabama uh, going to Mississippi State and Arkansas going to LSU. So it's going to be a fun night, uh, Wednesday night, to get things started uh, with college basketball, but not to wish away uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Wait, where is Ryder? Do you know? I have no idea. That's why I, I ask yeah, you. Ryder is in, it's in New Jersey. I don't, I'm not going to guess the town, but it's like, uh, it's like somethingville, New Jersey. Um, um, you're right? close. It's in Lawrence, New Jersey. Oh, Lawrence. Okay, it's not Lawrenceville. It's okay. It's uh, but so Lawrenceville, New Jersey. Oh, Lawrenceville. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. Lawrenceville, New Jersey. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's where that's where Ryder is. No, yeah, we, we were saying earlier in the show, it's a good looking, uh, good looking slate of SEC games on Wednesday, including, uh, yeah, that that Arkansas team that's in the top ten still. Uh, they're going to go to Baton Rouge, and with some of the injury concerns, you know, who, you know oh yeah, they, they might even be an underdog in, in that game going going They'll into. They'll probably a, be favored, but LSU is a team. LSU is dangerous team, and dangerous for team. And, and Florida, a team that's uh, that that has uh, they've had it up and down uh, non conference play. You know, they 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 go to uh, they they go to you know one of the one of the tougher places to play in all of college basketball and try to take on Auburn, an Auburn team that. Uh, gets to enter with some confidence after the way they played against Washington. So, sorry about that. That was that was my little sister calling from uh, Black Mountain, okay, North Carolina, and she was, t- she said something. Is it cold down there? And I said, Yeah. I said it's going to get eleven tonight. And she said it was minus eleven last Ooh. hour. Eleven below. I mean, this is it's. I mean, the, it's the, unbelievable. I mean, it's it's dropped it's dropped about six seven degrees since we started the show. Uh, it is it is now it's going to be in the teens. When we when we walk outside in uh, in, in about a, yeah. a half hour from the the studio, but the problem is the there's still there's still it's not just a breeze. I mean, it's like ten to twenty mile an hour steady wind. Yeah, it's you got you got. So I mean, the wind chill is going to be close to zero. So so yeah, so be be safe out there and and yeah, take care of uh, layers layers layers. I've got man, I've got them today. I didn't didn't have as many yesterday. And, and I would say you know I, I know there's a lot of Christmas Eve traditions out there. Dare I say. Uh, you know, barring the conditions, stay off the roads unless you need to. Right tomorrow, mm-hmm. especially like these, right. it's it's going to be. Uh, and and we're going to try and, to wrap up everything tonight. We've got sadly, we've got a couple of gifts that still haven't arrived, ordered in plenty of time, and they're not here. So we got to go do some, uh, you know, substituting I'll, or something tonight. I'll give. I'll Might give, have to wrap up a picture. Yeah, uh, I'm. Not of me, I can tell you I'm, that. I want to give. I want to give. No, a, I, 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 I wrap know, up I a picture of the product and just say, "Hey, it's oh, on, oh, it's oh, on oh, its oh, way." Yeah. I do that. that. Oh, that's that stinks. Yeah, though. it's a, it's a killer. But you know, sometimes you have to. Yeah, oh, a Christmas a Christmas gift that I received uh, recently that came in handy. Since we're talking about the cold weather, is that I was given uh, a couple of Christmases ago. I was I was given a. Uh, compression pump for your tires uh-huh. or anything else. Oh yeah, mean? one of those small ones. Ones that plugs yeah, that, yeah. Plug, that plugs into your cigarette lighter. Yeah, uh, that, in, that's, in your car. that's very do, handy. Do we still call them cigarette lighters? Plugs into your thing and your they're your, they're your, your they're your power so your, your alternative power volt. source. Yeah. Yeah. Your 12, your 12, your 12, 12 volt, volt power plugs into your yeah. plugs into your adapter in your it car. It plugs into what looks like the cigarette lighter, except it doesn't have the thing you push in anymore that. That heats up right, anymore. right, but it doesn't it, have but the heating element. Plugs plugs into your adapter in your car and can inflate your right. tires or anything else you need. Hadn't had to use it very much. You probably did today. Well, coming back from Nashville in the in the park, it got very cold in the Troy parking lot over the two days or so that my car sat there in Nashville, and I I started the car and the uh, 
the alarm was going because one of the tires had gotten down to 25 or so mm-hmm. in the uh, and, and I you know was able to just I mean it's it's still you know you get out there and it's it's cold and, and whatever but considering the alternative that that was a so so thanks thanks to the parents or for for that thought yeah that's one of those things ago. where when you get it you go yeah gee thanks but then you're gonna then, then when you need it oh no it is, it's like, it is oh I'm glad I've got that absolutely a su- super useful that's one of those things and, yeah mom used to mom used to give us all those things like the emergency packs for the cars you know they'd have some tools and the the thing you break your window with and the and the flash and the flashing light that you can set out if you need to change the tires and the look on everybody's face when they opened those was sort of like when you opened up a tie the, or something you know the only time I had to use the pump and, and was was um. Uh, there, there was a time when I guess we'd had a couple of basketballs at a Troy practice that that weren't weren't properly inflated, and I was like, "Well, I've got a, I've got a oh, thing." Oh, that's so we, cool. We went and checked it outside to make sure we get just you, know, you can get the accurate reading on the on the PSI on the on mm-hmm. the ball or whatever. Uh, but other, but no, I hadn't had to use it for the actual stated purpose of the of the tires until until this week. Yeah, let and me tell you, it's very handy. When it's you a can very check handy. the PSI because today. Today, um, like I said, I had to inflate the tires. Three of them were, were registering low, even though they were all within a pound or so of each other. But they were all like five or six pounds under what they should be. But what stinks is when you're out there and, I'm, you know, I thank you very much for the one place that has free air. But, I mean, you know, it doesn't have a gauge. So, you're, I'm just like, I'm... Let's see if that's two pounds. And I go. I have to go get in the car, close the door before it lights up, and then it's like, no, it's still a pound too much. I have to go back out. Get, get, get back in the car, and I'm a pound over or something. You know, get yourself one of those. You know, one of those pumps, and then I've, say, I've, say it's. For, I've, got, yeah. I've got one of the gauge yeah. things. Uh, no, get, get yourself one of the full pumps. Oh. It'll tell you, and then you can, and then you can just say it was from one of the, you know, from one of the family members, and say thanks for it. Well, the the problem is I usually do things like that, and then they want to know what can they get me for Christmas, and it's like I'm sorry I already got it. <laughs> you know, that's that's the worst thing about being being able usually to get those sure. things when when you when I need something I, I want to have it. I don't want to wait until Christmas. Don't wait until Santa brings it. That's you right. Wanna... All right, where were we? What were we talking about? Uh, I don't even know. It was it was cold. cold I started weather. all that. You, with, well, with, I think with you my came sister, back. Yeah, with the cold. My sister weather. calling from uh, from frigid. Black Mountain, North Carolina. What, what's 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 next up on our on our list of holidays? Oh, we got our bottom we got our bottom of the hour break coming up. Again, we'd love for you to join in. Give us you know give us some of your your favorite Christmas foods. You have some traditional Christmas foods, uh, but we'll continue. Yeah, I had to let I had to let the king sing. Christmas. Stick with us here on the drive. With Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334 321 1390. Toll free at 888 382 7502 or email us at the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in final 25 minutes here on the Friday Drive. Once again, um, we will be taking next week, getting next week off for our Christmas break. Got a couple of bowl games on the schedule today and a big comeback in this one. 
where Louisiana led Houston 16 to 3. As a matter of fact, when we came on the air, it was 16 to 3 here in the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. That's better than the. This used to be the... uh, I don't remember any of these sponsors for the eyeball. I thought... I feel like they've gone through a lot of them, right? Well, isn't it... I mean, it's... Treeport. Yeah. Wasn't it the pooling? Wasn't that where the uh, the weed eater bowl? Well, no. It used to be the walk-ons independence bowl. It was been, before okay, that. Okay, it's right. been multiple. Before that, it was, before that, it was Camping World. Before that, Camping it was World. Duck Commander. Before yeah. that, it was Advocate. Keep going. And before that, it was Petrosun. Keep going. Before that, it was Mainslay Funds. And before that, it was Sanford, S-A-N-F-O-R-D. And before that, it was Poland. Yeah, okay, see, that's 90, what I meant. Way nine, back. 90 to 97. Yeah, way back. Uh, what, is, what is Poland? It's Poland the weed eater. Is, is they, they're, they're, Husqvarna. Yeah, it's, they, it's, they make they make yeah. uh, yard they bought equipment. Uh, Husqvarna bought them. It's a it's a, uh, it's a but uh, it was yeah. known as the weed eater bowl is what everybody used to call the it weed because bowl. because Poland makes uh, man it had makes, gone makes through lawn and garden equipment. Poland's, so yeah, that's that's what yeah. I was thinking years and years ago. Okay. Um, because Auburn gotcha. played Auburn played was it Army? I there, believe, I believe Duck Commander is the is the uh, the duck, series is the Duck Dynasty yeah. guys. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's their, it's they their had brand. it for one year in yeah. 2014. And that's the thing they change so often. It's like if you can remember who the sponsor is of most of these that might bowls. be a fun game we can play. Advocare, guess, guess the sponsor. Yes, right. the sponsor. Advocare was charged with uh, uh, pyramid scheme stuff back in the day, but they're uh, they're a dietary supplement chain uh, that I, re- I remember from a, from a scandal they had uh, a while ago. No, there have been a lot of uh, a couple of these bowl games have that right. You know the no number of, the number of bowl games. Uh, I mean, spend your money however you want, but the num- the, the amount of turnover you see makes and you sponsors makes you wonder. If it's like, is it worth it to them? It's, a, it's, it's like a a, some, of them, some of them they sponsor it, and you never hear of that. You, you, you never hear of that company yeah, again. You, you asked, it's like you asked all the it. money went into sponsoring that. You know how they didn't Jimmy get their Kimmel, money's worth. Jimmy, they'd have been much better off sponsoring the drive. Doesn't Jimmy yes. Kimmel sponsor his own bowl? Yes, he does. I think. This, I think. When are we going to have the Bill Cameron bowl? Well, we'll just at least have the drive bowl. The yeah. drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck Bowl, right. and and now there's and and B- Jimmy Kimmel has a there, there's like some sort of investment bank sort of underwriting it you know with with the Jimmy Kimmel show even but like no it, it's uh, it, you know at least that one that's a product I understand <laughs> with the you know with Jim, mm-hmm. Jimmy Kimmel Jimmy Kimmel's show as a as a promotional one but no a lot of bowl games and speaking of the SEC yep Missouri. And- uh, and and keep an eye on this one. I mean, um, a lot a lot of buzz that Missouri's offensive coordinator could be headed to Auburn as receivers coach. Watch them, and uh, you know when things like that happen, at times players uh, players can follow. And and there's also buzz around Wake Forest's quarterback. That is right. We were talking about Sam Hartman a little bit earlier in the show. Uh, is this going to be his last game at Wake Forest? Is he going to the NFL? Is he going into the transfer portal? If he goes into the transfer portal, uh, one would think he'll be one of the more sought after quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the portal this cycle. And there's, uh, yeah, there's, there's already some, some steam that it could be a, 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 a newsworthy weekend for the current Wake Forest quarterback. Uh, we, we were talking about Spencer Sanders, the Oklahoma State quarterback, who was one of the first quarterbacks in the portal. And, uh, yes, um, report earlier today, uh, was 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 it uh, Chris Hummel that uh, tweeted out that Auburn has been in contact with Spencer Sanders, who has um, started for four? I mean, been a starter throughout his four years at Oklahoma State. 
One thing that's a little bit of a concern, his completion percentage has dropped every year since he's been at Oklahoma State. He completed right at 63% as a freshman, uh, a little under 63% as a sophomore, 62% as a junior, 58% this year. For his career, he has 67 touchdown passes and 40 interceptions. And that's been the one thing that I've heard people a little concerned about, the the inter- number of interceptions that he has thrown in his career at Oklahoma State. Right, and I don't know, you know, I can't speak to the quality of the supporting cast around Spencer Sanders and, and how much that had to do with fluctuations in his uh, in, in his production. The win-loss percentage is very good mm-hmm. for Oklahoma State in the time Spencer Sanders was there, and, and he was first-team all Big 12. He was like freshman of the year, and then as a junior, was was it his junior year? Yes. In 2021, he was he was first team right. first team all all conference as, as a quarterback. So, like I, I understand some of the concern that he didn't improve on his freshman production, but at the same time, he was very good as as a freshman. I mean, he, he already he was, he was performing at a high level from from the moment he arrived in college football. So, no, that that would be an interesting addition for any team looking to uh, mm-hmm. to, to pick up a quarterback in the transfer portal. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety, and Keith is up next. Hey, Keith. Hey, I'm, I'm just calling back about that same question. Uh, you know, you gave me the uh, obvious thing of uh, how Coach O and Gene Chizik won the national championship. I mean, that's pretty obvious. But uh, how they screwed it up, uh, you know, is, you know, I think, I think they got the big head and, and, and uh, you know, they just got all the limelight and kind of like Terry Bowden. I mean, Terry Bowden did a heck of a job winning 20 games in a row or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. First, and, first uh, 20, as a matter of fact, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, Saban didn't do that. He won a national championship, and he just kept being hungry and kept recruiting and kept going, and he didn't, you know, he, he I'm sure he did his outings and wrote his book. I don't know if he wrote a book like Gene Chizik did, but, uh, you know, Gene Chizik probably wasn't the best coach in the world uh, after his Iowa State venture, but, uh, you know, I know he rode – Cam Newton, Newton and uh, Coach Malzahn and all, but I mean they, they did a heck of a job. He he uh, put all that together and you know uh, yeah I thought he, I thought he he brought he brought in a great staff and I thought did a great job with all the stuff that was flying around Cam and everything else, keeping that team sort of keeping them together and as tight as they were. I think he deserves tremendous amount of credit for that. But he would tell you after the fact that. Uh, it's tough to handle some things like that, especially when, when uh, you know, y- you feel like you might not be getting the credit you deserve. I mean, they're just there's so much going on, and I know it seems crazy, but I don't know how many times I know you've heard this, Keith. That as difficult as it is to get there to the top, staying there is even more difficult. Well, especially when you lose the greatest player. Or, or, or the quarterback who just had the greatest season in the history of the school. Like I think in the in the case right, of both one of, the, one of the greatest like, seasons like ever at that time. I don't want to I don't want to diminish the importance of the other things, but I think in the case of both of them, I mean the the primary job for Gene Chizik after the 2010 season was finding a Cam Newton replacement, and well, you know and, and, he, and, he, and he couldn't and he couldn't really do it, and and because because that's a really hard thing to replace for for Ed Orgeron replacing well, yeah. Joe Burrow. After after the twenty after the twenty eighteen season the twenty nineteen season was going to be the job and 
you know, they both they both had declines, and I would point to the quarterback position as a big reason why for for both of them. Yeah, well, I mean, you're correct. I mean, but but you know, you got to keep on fighting, and, and you can build a team, and you can do better than three and nine uh, or whatever he went. And uh, you know, it's yeah, just, you I, I think I, I think you just got to stay hungry, and you got to keep it all in perspective, and. I think that they lost that somewhere along the way, and but that three and nine team, I would point out, added a quarterback and went to the national championship game a year later in 2013. That's right. I mean, so yeah. I, so 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 much of it. I mean, so much of it has become what do you have at quarterback, and is it good enough? And I mean, I, I even even this past year with Auburn, right? Like, I think a lot of the not not, to, not I mean that's not to say that's what Robbie Ashford will be for the rest of his career, but. A lot of the struggles Auburn had offensively this year, you could you could point back to you know not having enough of a not having a potent passing offense that defenses respected. That's correct. Uh, they, but uh, like uh, Saban, you know, the uh, first half of his years, uh, he was always the, the the game manager and just don't lose us this game and you know play defense, run the ball, and make the easy throws and throw it out of bounds and and, and just play defense. But. Uh, and now, you know, it, things changed after that uh, comeback against Georgia with Tua and everything. And giving credit for doing all that, I, I mean, I, I'm not the biggest Saban fan, but I'm just saying that you got to stay hungry and, and keep recruiting. And, and just like what Fr- Coach Freeze did, he came in here and went to work. And you just can't lose that work ethic. And, you know, it, uh, you're going to lose coaches. You're going to lose players. you just got to keep grinding. And I think that if, if you ever slow up and, and – no, you're right. You can't get sat- you can't get satisfied. I mean, right, you're, 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 you're right. That's you, there are two things. The enemy, two things. You do have to continue replenishing and trying to improve the talent, and you've got to be able to adjust and change if that's necessary. Because because defenses or you know if you keep doing the same thing, um, other people will figure out ways. To, to adjust or combat that. Speak, speaking of uh, Nick Saban and quarterbacks, uh, I believe Tua and Jalen Hurts <laughs> are one and two in the NFL right now in yards per attempt. Pretty amazing. This, this season. Yeah. Like that, that thing, I mean, mm-hmm. two, the, the, the number one, the, the two Alabama quarterbacks from 2017, 2018 uh, are, are number one and number two in the NFL this season in yards per attempt at, at the quarterback position, which is remarkable, tr- truly. Appreciate the phone call, Keith. Good stuff. We'll get one more before our <clears throat> final break of the afternoon, and Mitch is up next. Hey, Mitch. Hey, guys. I uh, want to go ahead and uh, wish you guys a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Um, and I, I think I'm going to have to uh, uh, agree with uh, some former callers about, because I was, I was kind of on the uh, Lane Kiffin uh Train, I guess, and but it looks like uh, Hugh Freeze is just way more hungry. He really wanted to be here, you know, just right out of the gates. And and like you guys said, uh, Lane's recruiting class has not been that great. That he's he's more of a portal master. So I guess maybe we'll see in May if uh, if that pans out. But um, getting back to uh, uh, food for the holidays, I always I always blow it out on Thanksgiving with you know. Turkey dressing, green bean casserole, corn casserole, uh, rolls, uh, some other things I can't even remember right now. Uh, but uh, since it's just the wife and I, and we can eat for like a week. But uh, for Christmas, um, probably tomorrow night, going to do a surf and turf thing, some steak, 
Uh, I got some Denver steaks. Um, well, that sounds good. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, and uh, probably do some lobster, maybe a little bit of shrimp. So yeah, do a little surf and turf, and then I got a ham. Probably gonna do a ham on uh, Christmas Day, uh, kind of just to get away from the turkey, just a little change of pace. Won't have as many sides as as Thanksgiving because I mean, I mean, I was just after Thanksgiving cooking all that stuff. I mean, I was I was <laughs> wasted. I think I, I think I went to bed at about eight o'clock that night. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, yeah, the, the turkey. The, there's, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly what the plan is for Christmas Day uh, with uh, with with the poultry we're gonna have. I feel like either my dad's gonna want to show off and smoke a turkey in this in this uh, temperature, or we could or we could adjust and the bird could be getting cooked in the oven. Like I, I don't know exactly. What, it could go either way, um, and I and I'm interested to see how that how that shakes out as we look at what single digits. Probably on uh, on on Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. Um, I mean, it, you know, maybe, yeah, probably maybe into the twenties. Yeah, well, I think the high is supposed to be maybe thirty. Might even get up to thirty. High of thirty, low of seventeen. Boom. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that that. Well, I mean, low and slow. That's going to be kind of difficult because mm-hmm. you know you normally smoke between about two hundred and two hundred and fifty, two hundred seventy five degrees, and if it's if it's <laughs> 25 degrees outside, it's going to take a long time to smoke a turkey. <laughs> so, it, 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 in my opinion. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, also but, uh, team, I'm also team oven in, uh, in, 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 <laughs> right. in, in this situation. Oh, well, well, yeah, I mean, well, well, and this is kind of the best time to use the oven because, it, you know, it'll, it'll help warm the yeah, house. Absolutely you know, it like, does. Yeah, because, I mean, we, we never use the, the full-size oven in, in, in the summertime or spring or even in the fall. We have we have toaster ovens that we use because just the wife and I now. But, but oh, yeah. yeah, when you but do yeah. something like that, you've got to cut the, you know, the, you got to cut the AC down. Right, right, exactly. So, but, yeah, but this would probably be the perfect time to, uh, to uh, use the, 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 the big oven in, in your house with, with the temperatures the way they are. But uh, that's really all I got, guys. Y'all have a great week off. Uh, gonna miss you. I'm not gonna know what to do between four and six. I guess I'll have to do some work around the house. But it's supposed to warm up next week, at least down here. Yeah, yeah, so, it is. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be actually a little warmer than normal. So. Pick some pick some episodes from the past and laugh at how wrong we were about like <laughs> about what was gonna happen. Oh yeah, that's easy. To <laughs> All right, guys, y'all have y'all have a great week off and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, you. Mitch. We should run like Thank what, what like, like, a, like a worst of. Next week we we do our worst our worst predictions. I made an easy um, pick. I don't know. I don't know. Just just blindly pick. Just the Kiffin. We just run the Kiffin shows. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, it looks like he's going to be the guy. <laughs> we'll get to our final break. Stick with us here on the Friday Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in. Final few minutes here of the Friday Drive. And once again, our final 
broadcast uh, until January 3rd because we're getting next week for a Christmas break. So um, what what are your uh, plans here over the uh, over the Christmas? I've, break? You know, I've got a couple of things going on. You got, some, you got any games? You know what? I've I have been asked. How about this? I've been. Uh, I don't know if I should say that. I'll, I'll I'll go public with this. I've been asked to host the ring ceremony for last year's Troy oh, championship cool. team on uh, on Wednesday. Uh, so I'm going to head down for that. We've got the conference opener on Thursday. Southern Miss, who just joined the Sun Belt, mm-hmm. is, uh, is is coming to town. And then on uh, New Year's Eve, uh, we've got Texas State uh, coming to town, a, a holdover from uh, from last year's Sun Belt, the team that we've had some uh, some real battles with. So yeah, look, I'll have some uh, some busy Troy basketball, and of course, a lot of lot of great sports to watch. College basketball season is kicking into high gear. Ton of football, and uh, you know, maybe a baseball trade or two. Who knows? You know, a lot, lot of sports news. Among all the other stuff that I'll be doing. Let's get back to the Kia of Auburn hotline. And I believe our final caller of the year is going to be Terry. Hey, Terry. Uh, hey, guys. This is Derek, I think. Oh, Derek. Just, I know. He, you know, I told him, I said, I've been y'all's final caller on the Friday before Christmas for five years in a row. And I, I didn't realize that he thought I was Terry. It's 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 but okay. It's, it's because we have a substitute at the board. That's my bad, no, Derek. D- Derek. It is. It is um, yeah, it's great to hear from you, Derek. It's wonderful to hear from you, Derek. You know, I want to call and tell you guys Merry Christmas and uh, and have it, what a year that we've all spent together as an Auburn Tiger. Huh? Yeah, what a, what a crazy ride, huh? It really has been, and hopefully. At, uh, Next year will be a crazy ride, but maybe the ride will be going up the hill instead of down. There. Yeah, I want I want to be uh, screaming with uh, with joy instead of uh, you know <laughs> whatever oh. other reason. <laughs> Laboring every day with despair. Yes, that's the truth. That's what we've done. Well, I you know I was listening to you guys just a moment ago, and I went in there and told Andrea about the the ball game that possibly Missouri's offensive coordinator could come as our uh, receivers coach and possibly bring, you know, some good guys with him. And then thinking about that Wake Forest quarterback, wow. I yeah, mean, he's he may not good. go anywhere, but wouldn't it be nice to get him? Yeah, there's there's a lot lot of the lot of the experts seem to think Notre Dame is out in front if he goes into the portal, but there's there's going to be a market for for Sam Hartman's services if he if he moves on from uh, from from Wake Forest. Derek, lo- love hearing from you. Hey, did you guys see today where the North Carolina quarterback came back out and said for sure that? Uh, he he wasn't entering the transfer portal that he was going to be at UNC. Yeah, that's that is big news, Derek. We've got to run. Hey, thanks thanks so much for calling. Appreciate everything. Happy holidays to y'all. Happy holidays to you too. That's going to do it for the Friday drive. We'll be back January third. Happy holidays, everybody. We are out of here.